DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. We're joined now by Chris Camrani, Utes writer for The Athletic. Chris, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. So that was one long story, 3,500 uh, words. Have you ever written anything longer than that? You ever written a book? You guys know me. That's, that's kind of par for the course. <laughs> you are a wordy guy. <laughs> I am. I've never been able to get out of my own way. There were a lot of quotes in there. Uh, what were the ones that really stuck with you? Because inevitably, you didn't use all the quotes you got. So, yeah, but right. what what really uh, what really jumped out at you when you heard it? Uh, well, when I heard it, I was not ready for that information on a Friday afternoon. Um, but once that came to light, the weekend ceased to exist, and I just had to burn the phone lines and try to talk to as many people as I can. And, and luckily, um, a lot of, you know, former players got back to me. And uh, for me, I think nobody encapsulated the situation um, as objectively as Booby Hobbs. And I just listened to Booby's interview that you guys had with him. And he, he just uh, did a really good job for me. And I also think he did a really good, good job with you guys. Um, just telling his honest story and how um, he felt sometimes a little bit marginalized and, and, and didn't know if he was being judged differently uh, because of his uh, race or background. Um, I also really, really liked um, Stevenson Sylvester's uh, statement to me. I mean, so I politely declined comment out of respect for the program but did want it to be included in, in the story. And um, he kind of summed it up too, like a lot of other players did that like Morgan is not a racist in their minds, but he is a product of his circumstances and that he needs to eventually uh, figure out how to fix this going forward. I said this to you privately in phone conversations. I want to say it publicly. It's some of the best sports journalism that I've seen in this community in the 25-plus years that I've been here. I thought it was a great job, and so I wanted to be on record to say that publicly. It was a phenomenal story, and I appreciate all the work that you put into it. Uh, going forward, I've been making this claim that that the U of U program can be better for this. It was an unfortunate situation. We cannot look at it loosely. We have to take it extremely seriously and consequences, whatever they may be. And I'm hopeful that uh, the same folks who were employed then can be employed now. And I believe when they take the field, when they gather in the team room, whatever it might be, there will be a heightened sensitivity for each individual. And because of that, that the program can move forward in a manner that will be better. How would you respond to that? Yeah, I mean, I think now more than ever is the time to give a platform to young people to speak their minds, especially young people of color, um, especially here. I mean, we can't really forget that a lot of these young men are coming from places all over the country. Um, maybe they've been on a visit here to Salt Lake City one time, but otherwise they have pretty much grown up in a lot of places where, like, I mean, Booby said it himself, like, he wasn't around a lot of Caucasian people growing up. Um, we're at a flashpoint in our history, I think, um, and I don't think being able to give more people a platform to just stand up and feel comfortable just to voice what they're feeling is a bad thing. 
I've said this a lot, just because something has been done the way it's been done for forever doesn't necessarily mean it's the perfect way. And I think this is an opportunity for coaches, not only in college football, but in professional sports and every other avenue of sports to be able to lay out some runway and say, all right, guys, let's be real as possible, because that's really the only way you're going to be able to push forward, I think, um, as a team. And it's hard in football because you have so many kids from so many different backgrounds. I mean, we know that Utah is predominantly a third white, a third Polynesian, and a third black. And I think that works to their favor in terms of being able to integrate so many kids from different areas and backgrounds and socioeconomic groups and be able to meld them into a team. Uh, we've seen that over the years. But at the same time, we are living in a in a really important seminal moment in the history of our uh, generation. I mean, I'm not trying to date you guys, but you guys have, have seen some stuff. But for, for my generation, this is it, I think, more than I can ever remember. And for me, this is going to be a merging of, of sport and politics and just basically be able to relate as much as possible on a human level and maybe not always have it be about X's and O's or depth charts or playing time. Chris Camrani joining us right here, Utes writer for The Athletic. So is there anything in the story that you wish you'd had a chance upon further reflection a few days later? You know, sometimes people get back to you after you've already written the story, but that's when the call gets returned. Anything (laughs) more you've heard you wish you could add, but it was after the fact? Um, A little bit here and there. Um, You know, you you mentioned, DJ, like there's sometimes you you aren't able to include everything. And I actually went back over my, my, my notes and transcriptions, and there was one piece that, I did not include from Robert Johnson that that really resonated with me um, that I think reflects the issue at hand. And what Robert told me was what we need to realize is that just because a black player from from Southern California grew up in South Central doesn't mean he's going to have the exact same reaction to coaching style or humor or playful banter as a guy who grew up in South Florida or as a guy who grew up in, you know, Houston, Texas. Robert is a very thoughtful, positive guy. And I, and I'm mad at myself because I going back over the 12,000 words of of notes and quotes, that's the one thing that I, that, that resonates with me and I wish I would have included. And that's kind of the issue at hand, guys. I mean, frankly, there are we've we've heard from from guys who say they've never had a negative experience with Morgan, and we do need to make it clear. I need to make it clear that everybody I talked to said they've never heard Morgan say a racial slur blatantly. Um, but at the same time, there there were some former players that talked to me that said he made them feel uneasy and uncomfortable, and that they didn't necessarily respond well to some of his coaching tactics or his phrasings. Uh, and, and, and that, to me, is, is the crux of this issue, and, and Robert hit on it so well, that we can't basically say, here's an athletic young black man uh, from somewhere around the country. He should respond the way some of his constituents do. Yeah, I thought that the boobies quote that he didn't know his own ignorance, well, of course, that if, you don't, if you're ignorant, then you don't know it. So it's sort of a, a roundabout way of, of uh, a little bit of a, I don't know what you would say, not 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 an oxymoron, but a sense of redundancy, I guess. But how much do you think it is just born out of that, which any of us can be in that situation 
of not knowing our own ignorance. Yeah, I mean, I wish, I, I really wish, guys, I could have been able to talk to Morgan and give him the, the platform to respond to some of these allegations. But unfortunately, the ongoing nature of the investigation hindered that, and I understand that. I don't, you know, want to pretend that I, I know Morgan's train of thought because I don't, and I respect him, and I respect him, and I'm not going to necessarily uh, pretend that I, I know where he was coming from. But I will say, all of us are guilty of being ignorant at some point in our lives, and me especially. I told you this, you know, PK. I've I told a lot of people this on the radio. This, this is even a learning moment for me. Um, and I'm not making this about myself, but I, I, I just think that all of us have a chance to be a little uh, existential and just look at how we do our jobs too. And how are we making everybody feel more comfortable and more inclus- inclusive? And it, it, it's just a time for, for me for reflection. This has nothing to do with Morgan. This is just all my opinion. But to answer your question, PK, I, I mean, everybody's guilty of it. Yeah. But I think when you're when you're a college football coach uh, at a major program, successful program, um, you know, making the money that Morgan is, and just having the stature and kind of the gravitas that that Morgan carries, I think you're just held to a specific standard, and I don't think that's a bad thing. And I think Morgan, if you could talk to him now, I think he would tell you the exact same thing. Chris Camrani joining us, Ute writer for The Athletic. Uh, you said you feel like we're at a seminal moment. Uh, you're old yeah. enough to remember moments that looked somewhat like this, right? Uh, yeah. yeah I mean, but, I, there has, I, I, but there hasn't been the permanent change. And PK and I are older, no. and we can certainly remember Rodney King and maybe you know more yep. stuff before that. Not just on Morgan individually, but I want to go societal. Yeah. Are you optimistic that we're actually going to learn something, change something, and not repeat this, at least not repeat it the same way? Or is this going to be Groundhog Day three, five, seven years down the line? Um, I, I am a bleeding heart cynic. You guys know that. And I've never wanted to be the more opposite in my life than I am right now. I want to embrace... Uh, a total sense of optimism and, and, and hope that we can change. And um, it, it's, it's mind-blowing for me because here I am. I'm 33 years old. My profession is to watch sports for a living. Never in a million years did I think that I would be discussing my opinion on a matter that is of the utmost importance to a huge, important group of, of people in this country. And frankly, it should be important to everybody. That's my opinion. I know some people will disagree with that, and that's fine. But um, I, I, I hope more than anything that we can figure it out. Um, history is not on our side, unfortunately. We've been here before, as you said, DJ. Um, and I, w- I was telling this to some of my friends the other day. There's a, There are reasons why certain points in history are what they are. I mean, why, why are the moments that stick out to me most when I was a kid was watching, uh, you know, the Rodney King riots on TV when I was like six or seven. Like, why do I remember the OJ chase? Everything in, in the history of this country that, that means something, frankly, especially to someone like me, who is a mixed race kid, is, is built around the premise of, of race and racial injustice. And we are at this point now where I feel like my generation and the younger generations 
are are doing their damnedest to be able to be heard and to just frankly do what they think is right. And now that the protests have, have calmed a little bit and have been peaceful all around the country, I mean, this is crazy, guys. I mean, you know, Spike Lee said it joked last week when in an interview with the New York Times. He was like, I never knew that there were this many black people in Salt Lake City. But as we saw last or two Saturdays ago, like Salt Lake's protests got the most pub. Now, not all of it good, but that means that we're growing and we're emerging as a diverse city and society. And that's not a bad thing. And, I, and I've told a lot of people this, that it's OK to feel uncomfortable it's okay to, to question some of your, you know, thoughts. It's not a bad thing. I mean, that's the most human element to existing is just trying to learn and try to level with somebody and try to see where they're coming from. Um, I think now so many of us are just, you know, backed into a corner with our shields up and our swords out, you know, afraid that we're going to be, um, judged or marginalized or have a situation flipped on our head Whereas the, the, the importance of what's going on, what people want now is just to be heard and they just basically want equality. And, and, it, and it's a, it sounds funny for me to say, but it's not funny because this is something that people have been dealing with for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. And that's not hyperbole. And as you said, DJ, like, is it going to be Groundhog's Day? I don't want it to be. But again, history is not on our side, and I want nothing more than to be wrong. Sometimes when people make mistakes, there's uh, factions of folks who basically want blood. If they end mm-hmm. up deciding not to make changes and retain the uh, Scowley and whomever else, do you think that there yeah. will be potential blowback on that? Uh, uh, that's a good question. I mean, I think... This investigation, um, when it's finalized, we will hopefully hear the scope of it uh, internally and externally. I think you need to be able to take the pulse of those in the program and former players, frankly, um, to see what, what they think. But as you said, and as, as many players told me, nobody called for, for Morgan's job. Um, quite the opposite, in fact. They, they wanted this... Um, to be a, a reflection point for Morgan and a learning point. Uh, but I think long-term, depending on the nature of the investigation um, and its findings, it, it might hinder the program going forward, frankly. I mean, there are so many different um, avenues that this way, that this thing can go. And it just makes me wonder, Utah in a sense is already up against the eight ball when it comes to recruiting some areas of the country. Now they've done a phenomenal job at the same time, but also you're, you're up against it a little bit. You're up against the stigmas. And, um, and I just think that this could be a, a potential uh, speed bump and a pretty sizable speed bump um, for them going forward, especially if they want to, you know, bust through that glass ceiling and not get to the Pac-12 title, but, but win that game. Um, but again, right now, uh, it seems kind of foolish just talking about X's and O's and, and, and stuff like that. That's not the most important thing at hand. Uh, that's just where I think long-term, on a surface level, it could affect Utah's football program. Chris Camerani joining us, Ute writer for The Athletic. 
Do you have any indication uh, talking to players, and maybe you talked to them so quickly it was too early, but I'm thinking if they're yeah. doing the investigation, this has got to be a really thorough, deep dive. It, it, yep. I, I've said before that if they wanted to fire Morgan, they could have already done it. So on yep. some level, they don't want to. And the players you talk to who, although they have some level of conflict with Morgan about race, have also made it very clear, including Booby in his interview here with you and on the radio with us, I don't want him fired. So if yeah. they're going to hear that, and you talk to a lot of players, and they need to talk to more and staffers and support staffers. Yep. So yep. I think it's a long investigation, but I'm starting to think that there's a pretty good chance that's what they're going to hear. Is that what you've been left with talking to people? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I I was explaining it to some colleagues. Like, it's a once in a blue moon where you throw out so many messages and have that many people get back to you in like a 36 hour time frame. That doesn't happen that much in this business. So I'm going to chalk that up to being an anomaly of sorts um, because especially on a weekend. So I lucked out in that sense. And I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, those former players felt comfortable enough to talk to me about what they felt and experienced. But the, the scope of the investigation, I, I agree, will have to be in-depth and thorough as possible. Um, and they're going to have to get uncomfortable, I'm sure. They're going to have to try to unturn every stone to, to make sure that this hasn't been an, uh, maybe a deeper issue within the program. And um, because they're, <laughs> I don't want to say they're in damage control mode, but in a sense, they, they are. And um, it, it's going to be fascinating to see what turns up because, um, to your point, DJ, they, they can't really rush this thing. Um, I think if there was a, a decision made, we might have already heard about it already. Um, so that leads me to believe that this investigation will be uh, pretty objective and, and in-depth as possible because there are two sides to every story. And as we saw in my piece, there were several players who spoke out in support of Morgan and others who still spoke out in support of Morgan's job and maintaining it, but said that they had negative experiences and that they wanted, they wanted to be heard after all these years. I don't want you to scoop yourself, but uh, you could just tell us in a yes or no form if you want. Do you have other stuff that you're planning to do on this? I mean, I, I think I have to, I wouldn't be, uh, good at my job if I wasn't still trying to do my due diligence across the board. Um, this is, uh, I think, one of the biggest stories in the recent uh, Utah sports realm um, in terms of unexpectedness and kind of shocking news. And I think everybody on, on every side of this deserves to be heard from. Um, now, with the investigation going on, we probably won't hear from Morgan or Kyle uh, or Mark Harlan. Maybe Mark. I don't know about that yet. But it's uh, it's important to be able to keep doing the work. And as uncomfortable as it is, um, that's the the nature of the job sometimes, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, it was a, a pretty heavy weekend. There was no Saturday or Sunday. There was only minutes and seconds and hours. <laughs> Uh, Friday to Monday, huh? <laughs> yeah, precisely. Well, if you do another story, you can use that Robert Johnson quote you've been beating yourself up for yep. not using, and then, you know, it all comes out in the wash. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that would be cool. Um, but 
again, my like everyone else, my head is, is still kind of spinning a little bit, and um, sometimes you just gotta put your head down and work. That's not me patting myself on the back. It's just the nature of the gig, guys. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it. Thanks for a few minutes, Chris, and uh, good story. It was definitely a good read. Awesome. Thank you, guys.